Hi beautiful ladies. Are you so busy and distracted that quite frankly you feel you're missing out on the little things in life? I am Annabelle Ardent, wife, mother, sister, friend, and daughter, singer-songwriter. I have decided to intentionally stop and reflect on the many blessings God has given us. Blessings of intimate, personal, and strategic joy, providence, peace, grace, and hope. So sit back and relax as we look back and look forward to the many blessings ahead of us. Let us be intentional in seeking God in the little things. In this podcast, I will be sharing life stories with you in hopes that it will encourage you to pivot even closer to God. So let's go. Let's get started. Welcome to this week's In the Little Things podcast. Hi, I'm Annabelle. And I'm Jennifer. Motherhood brought us into a new uh, perspective. Anyone who's a mom will realize that words can impact a person. Even if you don't know the person or if the person's close, it doesn't matter your relationship with them other than when a word is spoken, it can either lift them up or it could destroy them. Mm-hmm. And um, nothing brought me to realize that more than becoming a wife and become a mother. Um, I find myself sometimes so frustrated and mad and angry. But if you use the wrong words, you can destroy somebody. And it's taken me a long time to realize you have to slow down and think of what you're going to say before you say it. And it brings me back to when when I was a kid and my mom used to tell me that all the time. Watch what you're saying because what you're saying is deceiving things and you have to be careful. You're going to hurt people's feelings. And it never, I never realized it until I was a mom and a wife. Yeah, I think it's hard to, re- so many times we think of our kids as so easily forgetting things and moving on because, you know, I can tell my kids to take out the garbage and they forget two seconds later, right? Right. But, um, you know, when something's emotionally charged yeah, and it makes somebody feel in a very strong way, a mm-hmm. particular emotion, those are the things that aren't forgotten. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'll be honest with you. This week's true story is one that I think a lot of us can relate to because a lot of us have gone through teenage years. A lot of us have gone through, you know, times in our life that we've said things that we shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Or um, have said things that we intended to be good, but it came out bad. Right. And, I you mean, know, hopefully we've been on the flip side of that, too, where good things have been said to us that build us up and we can really understand the difference and impact that can have. Yeah. I was just telling you, Jen, that my husband and I decided to go to my childhood home just to show our son where I grew up and, you know, kind of, kind of include him in my past, you know, because it's always great to go back to your childhood home. And if you have good memories of it to share that with, with your children as a legacy of your upbringing. And so we went and unfortunately we lived in a closed neighborhood. And if you're a resident there, you can go in, you can get through the guard. But if you're not a resident, you can't get through the guard. And I'm not a resident, so we couldn't get through. But we were able to go on the outskirts, you know, the city part of where I grew up. And I showed my son 
look here, this neighborhood, if you see where the guard is, excuse me, my abuel, your abuelita, your grandma, and mm-hmm. I would walk the neighborhood, come out this gate, the little side gate, mm-hmm. and we would walk probably a block, and there was a store there that you can buy groceries. So we would do this on a daily basis, an after-dinner walk, and most of the time, I would I wouldn't mind, but sometimes when my mom would say, once we've gotten halfway through the the walk she'd go oh by the way Annabelle we need to pick up milk and I'd be like oh (laughs) I don't want well think about it it was probably a three mile walk oh my goodness you're gonna go around and yeah (laughs) carrying gallon jug of milk is not the happiest when you have to walk back home and sometimes a gallon of orange juice but she'd come up with oh by the way halfway through the walk we have to stop by the grocery store. And I'd be like, oh, because it was always me carrying the bag. She would never. But anyway, um, I told my son, I said, see that that store? See how close it is to the houses? I Mom used to have to walk groceries from there to there. No car. Right. We would walk. And my son's so funny. He goes, Oh, Mom, I'm sorry you couldn't afford a car. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> I never thought of it that way, but we know we could afford a car. It's just my mom would come up with this this thing, this grocery <laughs> list halfway through. But um, anyway, we we walked. Uh, I got shown where my high school was, where I went to elementary school, and I kind of showed them around the um, places that I grew up at. And when I showed him the grocery store, there was another store next to it, which is a drugstore. And I remember that one day we walked in. It was my mom and me. It was late. It was after dinner. It was like dusk. Mm -hmm. And it was getting dark outside. And there was hardly anybody in the store at that time. It was a little drugstore. And I don't remember what my mom needed to get, but... We went in, and it was just her and me. And in those days, I'm trying not to date myself here, but in those (laughs) days. days, Sorry. In those days, it does date you, no matter what else you're going to (laughs) say. But it was a big thing to color your hair. Purple, red, blue, orange, whatever. Uh Cindy Lauper was big. Madonna (laughs) was big. They were, like, peak of their career. Purple purple and and all these colors. I would spray paint my hair. So it wasn't permanent. Oh, well, I, I don't know about, I don't even think they had spray paint. for. Anyway, we won't <laughs> go there. We won't get there. But anyway, I was going down the aisle where all the hair dyes were. And I was just thinking internally. And I do that all the time. I talk to God all the time. And I think internally going, should I, shouldn't I, shouldn't I, shouldn't I. And as I was sitting there, Walking through, looking at the hair dyes and looking at stuff, this man comes out of nowhere. And he was a, he wasn't a, he was probably your height. What are you, five? Five. Five. Five, five. Five, five. He was probably your height, five, seven, something like that. Um, Older man, well, back then I was like 15. So he had to been, I don't know, in his 50s. I don't know, but he was older and he came right up to me. I wasn't scared at all. This is, a, you know, a secluded area. You know, I wasn't scared at all and came close and he said to me, you're fine the way you are. You you are perfect the way you are or something similar to that. Mm-hmm. I, I It was so long ago, I can't quote it, but it was something along the lines that I didn't need to do whatever it is I was going to do. 
and it was a total stranger and I kind of looked up at him and he had such a tender tender face and ambiance about him he had a few wrinkles a few whiskers and it and the smile came on him that to this day I could just see him if I close my eyes I could see his smile on his face and his demeanor and it's just it's just very sincere and tender and I wasn't threatened or I wasn't, you know, I didn't turn and, you know, say, why are you talking to me or anything like that, which was very much my nature at the time as a teenager. I'd be like, who are you to tell me? You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying all teenagers are like that, but I certainly was. No, instead, I, I kind of looked at him and, and I smiled and, and he walked towards the pharmacy in the back and turned left. And I thought about it and I'm like, wow. That was a really neat feeling that he gave me. Such a such a loving, peaceful, encouraging, self-sufficient where I am kind of moment. And I thought, wow, that that's cool. I'd love to 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 see if and I had a I had like a question in my mind and I turned the corner. I didn't go down the aisle. I went back toward I shortcutted through the other side of the aisle to where he turned left. I turned right to see if I could see him and I turned and he wasn't there. It was what? He wasn't there. And I was like, and I walked up to the pharmacist and I said, had, did the gentleman that was here, did he leave already? And she looked at me and she goes, honey, you and your mom are the only ones in the store. Hmm. And I looked down like, no, there was a guy here. There was a, a you know, an older man. She goes, no, honey, there's nobody else here. It creeped me so out. I, as a teenager, I was like, I didn't know what to, to, mm-hmm. to do of it. But later mm-hmm. when I told my mom what happened, she was like, honey, I don't know what happened, but he is right. Aww. Whatever it is that you're thinking of changing. And this was another God moment with her because I hadn't talked to anybody about what I was thinking. And when I told her the story, looking back, it was an affirmation at a time as a teenager when I was trying to fit in and trying to be someone I wasn't and trying to make decisions based on what was in, what was the, you know, thing. I, I oftentimes was reluctant about it, but oftentimes I would pray about it. And this one particular time that I went into that grocery store, I didn't pray about it. I was thinking about it but I didn't pray about it and when I went to my mom we both prayed together and her words were spot on in that I had told her this is how bad things were I told her I was going to pluck my eyebrows which is a lot less of a of a crime than getting my hair cut colored it's to my mom to Come my on. mom <laughs> I mean my, that would have been devastating it's like telling my in, in today's world it's kind of like telling my mom I was going to have a tattoo from my head down Mm-hmm. You know, that's how devastating it would have been for her. Oh. Um, and I knew that. So I changed the story, not in the hair dye, but in eye, eyebrow plucking. And I knew it wasn't going to be as devastating. But that that is a true story in that when we need uplifting and when we're going through something, God already knows that what we're going through. And sometimes we just need to have a little reminder that our words, even from a stranger, someone you don't even know, can have a deep and an uplifting meaning to someone's life. I've heard so many stories like this 
where people have thought had terrible thoughts like suicide or doing some severity to themselves and somebody out of the blue has given them words that have brought them to the realization of who they are in Christ, where their value and where their worth is. And so this story for me made a huge impact. And, and like I said, it was many years ago and I still think about it. The words this gentleman had for me uplifted me in such a way he could have chosen very well to not say anything at all. So yeah, this week's podcast is titled Just Words because sometimes it will be just words that can change and impact a life either for the better or for the worse. You know, I looked into some quotes about words and I found lots of great ones mm. because there's so many, even on, I think it was writers.com or something, they talk about they're, they're training writers to use words that evoke emotion and they, because everyone knows yeah. words have great power. Yeah. Um, so some of my favorite um, words were, or, or quotes uh, were this one saying, words are free. It's how you use them that may cost you. Right. Right. And that was, um, that's a cool one. Yeah. Cushion wisdom. I don't even know who that was, but you know, it was, I just thought that was kind of a neat one. And, and there's another one that you probably have heard a lot. It's from an unknown um, author. It says, be careful with your words. Once they're said, they can only be forgiven, not forgotten. Mm, and that's, that's a, a good very one. important yeah. one um, to remember because it is easy to forgive, but it's so hard to forget. Right. And, and move on from that. And it's certainly hard to let go of the feeling that those words evoke when you do remember them or recall them. It's hard to, to let go. But let's look at for a second what the Bible says about words. I mean, Jesus in Luke 6, 45, and again in Matthew, he's talking about the importance of words. And he says, for out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And he says it in different ways and different um, gospels. But that's essentially it. What's What you are saying is coming out of your heart. So you want your heart to be grounded in him. Right. So that only wholesome talk comes out of it. You know, right. I mean, wasn't it James who talked about the tongue being like a I rudder think... that can steer the whole ship? Was that James? Yeah. Or am I, I wrong? Think, yeah. I think so. I don't. I, Maybe I should look go look up. that yeah. one up, right? You know, but I know it's that the Bible does yeah. say that, that, you know, and, and, you know, if you can control your tongue, you can control the whole body, yeah. you know, it's, it's just such a, an impactful and powerful thing. But also Ephesians 4.29 says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. Amen. That's a hard one. I feel one. like you're so good yeah. as a mama with this. And I struggle sometimes with just, you know, with a larger family. I'm just sometimes trying to belt out commands. Okay, look, we need to do this and just do that and get this done. And go, please, seriously, just, can you listen to me for once? Can you just do this? You know, and, and I can get frustrated and not be very gracious with my words. But I know that my kids, I mean, I don't know why I'm like that because I know my kids respond better when they hear words of grace and not um, words that would, you know, tear them down or make them feel like they're not doing what I want them to do at the moment. Words are just so, so important. Yeah, they In the are. way we say and the words. And that's what I was going to say. <laughs> that's another It's biggie. not just the words, but it's the heart behind those words. Yeah. Because I know, for me, mm -hmm. I've known since day one that I can remember. If you were to tell me, Annabelle... Put put that stapler over here. I guarantee you, I wouldn't do it. Oh, I just can because guarantee I had given you. it as a command. Yes, but if you say, "Oh, Annabelle, I appreciate that you we have a stapler, but you mind moving it closer to me, and that way I could use it." I 
I would definitely hop over any hurdle whatsoever to get you that stapler <laughs> because of the of the heart behind it. Right. And and I'm I'll be honest with you. At this time in my marriage, I'm struggling with this one because after some time of being married, you t- you tend to get into a rut of how doing things and I got into the rut like you where I wanted to get things done, an agenda and let's get things going, let's move on, let's I'm a doer. Mm-hmm. And when I don't see the other person, meaning my husband, doing as fast as I'm doing or as as quickly or as important right. as I'm doing, I tend to get very demanding. And very uh, nagging, like nagging. And that, <laughs> that's that. a word. And and my husband will turn to me and say, or yes, <laughs> madam. And 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 I'll be like, oh, oh, oh. Guess oh, I wasn't oh, coming across too well. I am <laughs> so sorry. I, I it's like it's like yes, I should be careful of how I'm saying something. Not just what I'm saying, but the heart behind it is what I'm going to say important to God or is it important to me? Mm -hmm. Because that changes everything up. When you are using words like in Ephesians 4.29, and I think of this particular scripture every time I get on the 429 express <laughs> every single time awesome. every time I see the number 429 and you know for the for the sign I think of, of Ephesians I'm gonna remember the quote now because that's, you gave me a visual yeah that's what that's how I remember um scripture is visuals and and anyway we won't go there it's another um <laughs> rabbit hole for another day but when I speak now I think of this first and I think of number one is what I'm going to say building up the soul of that person whoever it is and number two is it something that's important to God or is it something important to me oh that's a good one because when we look at this verse and it says as fits the occasion for me that means not the occasion of that person, but the occasion of eternity, the destination of that person. Mm-hmm. So if if I'm going to, for example, talk using the example that I just gave just now with a stapler, is it something where I would pick a battle over how I, where I put that stapler going to matter to your eternity? No. Or my eternity? But you no. never know, like, if your testimony is affected by the way you're talking to somebody or an obstinate right. attitude. Right, exactly. That's my point. Right. If if you use something as little as a stapler, for example, mm-hmm. and, you, and you extend grace and love by the words that you're speaking, that can impact the future of that person. In the case of that stranger at the drugstore, hair color doesn't matter. It'll grow back. It will, you could It'll reverse, so fade can... out. It, it, You could cut it off. It doesn't matter. But the fact that that man used such kind words, so such tender form, and so poignant on letting me know, hey, you're not important because of your hair color is basically what he said. Right. You're, you're important because you're a child of God. Mm-hmm. Well, I love um, Compassion International. You're familiar with it. Yes, I know you sponsor yes, yes. A child. Mm-hmm. Um, but Compassion essentially sponsors a child, and uh, and people who do sponsor them, or they sponsor many children through Compassion. Oh, yeah. But through the world, those who are sponsors are asked to please communicate with these children. Please, um, th- your words are so important. They crave that. They mm-hmm. love hearing from you. They want to know that it's more than just you know giving them 
a few dollars right. you know, for it to eat and have education and all of that. And on their website, they actually um, say, our words have the unique power to quickly take root in the fertile soil of a child and of a child's spirit. And they quote Proverbs 16, 24, saying, kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. And then they say, life can be changed forever with as little as a single phrase, an uplifting word or an act of kindness. Mm-hmm. And um, and this is so true. I love the ministry, but I also love that they are taking the time to nurture these children through words, not just their words, but words of the sponsors. Yeah, yeah. And it all boils down to the intention of the heart of the writer, in this case, with mm-hmm. compassion. How to apply this, I would, I would simply say, when you go to speak or you go to communicate, let's just put it that way, because it could be written, it could be social media, it could be, there's so many different ways to communicate and use words. When you do, always evaluate, number one, the intention behind your communication Mm -hmm. to uplift or destroy. Mm -hmm. And number two, is it something to communicate that will impact them towards the kingdom of God? Because of, like you said, one good example is compassion. And the the child that that we, we, we sponsor two of them are in South America. Mm-hmm. And you and I have that in common. And what I do and the reason I chose South America, it's not to say that Africa doesn't need and other places don't well, need you China. Connection. But I could write in their own native tongue. Sure. So the communication becomes much more genuine and it becomes much more well received because it's in their own language. Mm-hmm. And so to apply what we're, what the scriptures are saying, especially 429, is to really be, be aware of what you're saying, how you're saying it, for what reason you're saying it, and how it's going to impact the listener. That is the whole reason behind communication in any format that you could think of verbally, so, uh, written, any which way you can think of is how is that to apply the word, the love of God through words in order to impact another soul for his kingdom? Mm-hmm. And, you know, God wants us to speak truth. And it's very important to to be willing to do that. Like that man in the store, it could be awkward going yeah, yeah. up to a young girl. And especially if you're a middle-aged man and you're telling her that she's beautiful the way she is, it could be perceived oddly. Mm-hmm. Um, but when God gives you a word for somebody... That's another thing that we need to do is be sure to uh, trust God no matter how awkward it is and lift them up with the words he has given you. Mm-hmm. It's really important. And, and you know, so sometimes the Holy Spirit prompts us with a little bit of God's truth, a little nugget. Absolutely. Um, so it might not be telling them a compliment, but giving them words of encouragement just from Scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just from, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not just from Scripture, but, you know, God's got perfect words and when we follow those we'll give other people those god moments you know god will give them those moments you know through us yeah and that can be quite a blessing and and i think another really big thing in our culture today is to recognize our words are not just spoken anymore they are written yes it's all over social media through emails so often annabelle i see people who are who otherwise in person come across as godly people and then they're on social media dogging people for some belief they have or some thing that they support or don't support uh, or think or they don't think or they trust this organization versus that organization and so often you know i i just imagine satan laughing and saying Mm. wow like i don't even need to give them a battle to fight here they're just picking dumb battles you know what i mean and fighting over silly things um 
and communication becomes a deterrent versus a encouragement. Right. So yeah. you know, I'd encourage you to think in every aspect, even with social media and right. our written word, um, how we're conveying our thoughts. And, and that's our that's a huge challenge in today's it is. Uh, culture. It, it's a huge challenge, but it could be a quite simple challenge. So this week, I encourage you, be in the Word of God as much as you can, because what is in your heart most likely will go to your mind and then come out of your mouth. Be wholesome and holy in what you see, what you read, what you allow your emotions to go to. Have everything pointing upward to God in His truth and His love. Try to listen to the Holy Spirit's directives and be slow to speak. That's a difficult one yeah, for me. It, the, the Word of God says slow quick to, to listen right. and slow to, to speak for a reason. So really try to be supportive and encouraging when you speak to someone. Ask God to help you with the words that He wants you to say and you'll be amazed it's happened to me a thousand times where things come out of my mouth and I'm going where did that come from that didn't come from me that came from the Holy Spirit and when someone's spirit is broken or someone had to hear what what those words were Mm -hmm. they will stop and sob at the truth of it and the need for those encouraging words to the point where they'll they'll open up to you and you're able to minister to their spirit sure. in such a way because number one, you're filled with the Holy Spirit who's speaking through you. And number two, they had had seeds already planted mm-hmm. that are willing to listen to the to the hope and love of God. So use your words. The challenge this week is use your words. Rely on God's word and use your words to give hope, love, and encouragement to those around you. So thank you for being with us this week. Thank you so much. Um, we love to hear from all of you and get more ideas of how we can minister to each of you in the different walks in life that you're in, in the various um, struggles that you may be having, any prayer requests that you may have, please go to AnnabelleArdent.com or here on the podcast page and write those comments in. We would be more than happy to pray over those, over each of you. And if you know of somebody who is struggling and needs a word of encouragement, please share this podcast on your social media, share it with your church. If you see women that are struggling, just being in the word of God, this could be a format in which they would be more receptive to hearing the word of God versus reading it. And you know, we have flyers that you can actually set in your church office, um, of course, with the permission of your pastor, Yes, <laughs> you know, but we can send those your way as well if you yeah. need that. Absolutely. So we encourage you this week. Until next week, have a wonderful week. Bye-bye for now. Bye. Oh, it's been so awesome spending time with you. Thank you for listening to today's In the Little Things podcast. As we navigate this journey together, I highly encourage you to hit the subscribe button so you will not miss the upcoming episodes. Feel free to share this with anyone you feel would inspired encouraged or strengthened and if you'd like to know more about the Annabelle Ardent ministry you can go ahead and push the button on this podcast AnnabelleArdent.com there you can find more uh, information on the ministry itself and all the upcoming events any new uh, merchandise that you can um, 
you can get for birthdays and stuff, you know. And um, also, if you wanted to leave any comments or anything private, you can do it there as well on my Connect page. Uh, for now, I just want to um, thank you again for being with me. Um, hit the like button if you uh, like this podcast. And uh, may God... It, um, love just bless you and and embrace you this week um as you encounter him on a personal and closer level um i hope that you will see god's love in the little things and uh for now i will see you next week and until then know that you are your presence has been purposed thanks again have a great day bye bye